0: This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. I said, I can't like the Braves till I see that you lose the NL. I can't like the Braves till I see that you lose in every game. I can't like the Braves, forget who... Forget who or what you really are. I hope you don't go far. And I can't like the brakes. I got you. <laughs> Did you with a curveball with that ice sound. But seriously, though, man, I don't know what the Nationals are doing. I expect them to be complete trash, but yet they have a better record than the Marlins and the Phillies, and I just don't understand life anymore. No matter what, my distaste for the Braves will stand. And I think they have the same record as the Braves. (laughs) Like, I mean, no matter what, man, we won that series versus the Braves, and I'm going to hold on to that for a while. Now, this series against the Diamondbacks, I t- look, let's back up b- before that. How the heck do you lose a four-game series to the Pittsburgh Pirates? They've been trash ever since McCutcheon left. Come on, man. Come on, man. And the frustrating thing is all it took was just one bad inning. And, like, at least two of the three losses, one bad inning, just costs us the game. We can't get the bats going. I mean, like I said before, Escobar and Robles are useless. Uh Soto is off to another slow start. Josh Bell got hurt. And I'm like, "Oh boy, that doesn't do good for my fantasy team also." Cabrera Ruiz is doing okay. And we just not getting much from the bottom of the lineup. I mean, I guess Nelson Cruz is doing okay. Like, it's just it's just not happening right now on offense. Not really. I mean, it's just ridiculous. We beat the Diamondbacks twice in the doubleheader because Monday was a rain out. You should have seen it in D.C., man. The rain took over. It was raining like all day. So, of course, that didn't happen. And then we win the 1 o'clock game. Pretty comfortably, then we win the second game, which is kind of surprising because our starting pitching hasn't been that great all se- all season. But Joan Adone, I said his name wrong. His name is Joan Adone. It's not even Adone. It's Adon. It's Adon. No, it's 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 Adon, like like Anthony Rendon, like. This guy's a don. Anyway, <laughs> oh, and the Nationals corny for tweeting, "A don't try him" or something like that. <laughs> I was like, y'all corny, bro. Anyway, he went seven innings, the longest a pitcher has gone for the Nats all season. What he trying to bring back, Nash, uh Max Scherzer? He's trying to bring a little Max Scherzer back to the Nats. <laughs> Man, what? Seven shutout innings. We just don't get that around here these days. And that was the nightcap, the cold, windy nightcap. So cool. I was like, all right, bet. The Natsman was back on track. And then right on cue, they dropped Wednesday's game. And then they drop Thursday's game. Wednesday wasn't even close. It was a joke. I should have knew something was wrong when they evacuated the Capitol because of their pregame ritual. Or, you know, uh, they they had a military guy drop in from a plane. Which is cool. That's great. I love what they do for the military always. But then, after all that happened, these guys come out. And get smoked. It's 8-0 by the fourth inning. We had to pull Eric Fetty. You got to be kidding me. And then yesterday, 4-3. Rogers lost. Rogers had been doing decent. But, you know, he lost his last two games. And, you know, just another one of those mediocre at best Nationals pitchers. Soto went 0-3. Had a chance to win the game. Choked. Man, this scene, man, I just need to I just need to sit back and watch. Just watch. I don't have any expectations. I didn't expect them to win six games and they've won six games. So far. So I just sit back and just watch. I, I better not have any expectations because I don't know what I'm gonna get from day to day. I don't even know what's going to happen in this Giants series. Watch they they mess around and win the Giants series. Now, I know last year we got swept in San Francisco, but we damn near split or I think we did split here in DC. So the Giants are here in town, they're one of the best teams in the league once again. It doesn't look good, but it it's the 2022 Nats. I don't know what we're going to get. Hopefully we get some solid starting pitching and hopefully we can get some um, something from the bottom of the lineup. And hopefully we can get Soto and Cruz going. Like, I want to see some home runs from Cruz and Soto. I want to see some tape measure home runs. We haven't really gotten that so far. These guys are loafing. And they fronting. And I wish they'd be more consistent. One way or the other. One way or the other. Because if they're consistently losing, hey, you know, I'm still going to show up to some of the games, but I know that this team will be a year or two or more away. Or if they're consistently winning, I got something I can get behind and be proud of. Man, we'll see, man. But so far, this is crazy. Now, the NBA playoffs. Let me go through every matchup real quick. Let's start with... (laughs) Ice, trade gang. But everyone who's listening, I ask that you keep the Ice, trade gang in your thoughts and prayers because we're down bad. I don't know what happened in game one. I mean, we can make a lot of excuses that, you know, the Hawks had short rest. They played two play-in games. Uh, the Heat are at home. Um, there's a lot of excuses you can make. Clint Capella got hurt. All that. But here's the thing, man. The, the Heat were just, just better in game one. They had a great game plan. They trapped the living daylights out of Trey Young. Trey Young, I just looked at his eyes in the third quarter, and he just looked out of it. It just looked like he looked completely rattled for the first time ever. Like, I've never seen him look like that. I, was, I knew something was wrong. And it just seems like they had no chance. Trey Young. I don't think he really played in the fourth quarter of game one. And um, I knew something was wrong when Kyle Lowry picked his pocket. Usually that crossover he does works. Lowry was all over it. He picked his pocket. They scored on the other end. It was just a nightmare. Um, Duncan Robinson found his shot again. Hopefully I do that type of thing in Social League playoffs where my shot's not going in in the regular season. In the playoffs, they start to fall. And they just, they just did whatever they wanted in game one. Um, when Atlanta tried to make a run, Miami was right there. And then they started going bucket for bucket. You can't go bucket for bucket down 20-plus points. So that was an L. And you know what? Um, I gave Miami credit. They had a great game plan. They shot well. They defend it well. There's nothing you can do. It's just an L. You just gotta go back, watch the film, make adjustments. Trey Young is, if he's a he's a competitor, I I knew he is. Listen, that didn't sound right. Basically, I know Trey Young is a fierce competitor, and I knew he was going to come back swinging. And yes, he came back swinging. He had 26 in the next game. Now. In the last, like, three minutes of game two, he started missing everything, but so did Bogdanovich, who had 29. I mean, it was kind of like the Knicks game where Young and Bogdanovich was just doing their thing, but this time it just wasn't enough because the Heat are just the better team, and also Jimmy Butler went beast mode. The score was 104-101 Heat, fourth quarter, and Jimmy Butler – proceeds to score like seven of their next 10 points. They went on like a 10-0 run, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They went on a 10-2 run, right? And Jimmy Butler scored like seven of those points. And I'm just like, God damn. <laughs> what can you do? What can you do? He just went sick mode. And I just saw that Clint Capella's out of game three. Just great. Now, now this is what I'm on. I'm like, okay. They still got to come back today. I truly believe that the home court advantage will do well for Atlanta, and I believe that they will even the series. I know it sounds ridiculous because Miami's just so far have proven to be the more superior team, and I don't know where and what John Collins is doing. I don't know what. Maybe he's just trying to get back into it, but he is not really a factor in this series and he really has to be for um he really has to be for the Hawks to have a chance tonight well I think honestly I think that the Hawks can win even without um damn Lou Williams is out yeah that doesn't help either but 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 that's where but that's where Hirter and De'Lon Wright should come in. Like they got some guys now. They may not play defense, but they got some guys. They can make this happen. But you know, even though it doesn't look good, even though it doesn't look good, I got them winning. Hey, it's funny how the Heat scored one fifteen in both games. Um. It's just crazy to me. I'm looking at the box score now. I want to see what John Collins did in game two. John Collins. 6 for 11, 13. For, I guess. 13 and 10. That's okay. But I feel like he should do more. Uh, DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, that's another thing. Oh, Danilo Gallinari only had two points. That That's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. They're going to need a big game from... They're going to need a big game from Big O so uh, because what's the name isn't playing? Clint Capella. So these guys got to get it together or they're going to get swept because the Heat, I'm surprised at how good they are defensively. I did not know they were that good defensively. I guess I didn't watch enough of them. But, you know, hopefully the Hawks get it together. And it looks like I could talk about the Skip Bayless Trey Young thing because I didn't think Skip was gonna see that Trey Young um, responded to a uh, to one of his Lamelo versus Trey takes. I didn't I didn't expect him to respond. He called him stiff Bayless, but Skip responded, and now he's been on Trey's behind more than ever. So Trey got a ball out so he could shut up Skip Bayless. (laughs) Because Skip Bayless represents the segment of Oklahoma fans that did not like Trey Young's performance at Oklahoma. They didn't like his game. They didn't like that they lost like almost every road game except one. They just felt like the, the team was better off without him. And they probably still feel that way to this day. And I disagree. Because the team the year before didn't make the tournament and had 20 losses. That team was much better with Trey Young. Sure, it may not help them defensively. It may not help them on the road. They lost by 30 at Kansas. No OU team in the 2010s decade lost by that much at Kansas. But still... They were still better with Trae Young than without him. So you can shut it, Skip Bayless and all you hating OU fans. (laughs) I'm just saying. I had had to address that. But anyway, hope the Hawks get it together. Let's see, the 4-5, the Sixers and the Raptors. What a game by Joel Embiid in game three. Uh, That game-winning shot. I saw it live, and boy, I was hyped. You know, I was so hyped. I loved it. Shout out to my favorite Sixers troll, uh, probably the best Sixers troll ever, Savage Shay. You should follow her on Twitter if you haven't already. She's a great follow. Um, But, yeah, she was shut down that day. But she's still going to come back firing, waiting on the Sixers downfall. She's an Eagles fan. But I guess she's she likes to she likes to make fun of Sixers fans. Kind of like me making fun of Commanders fans, but I don't go as hard as she goes. Anyway, what a game 3 from the Sixers. You know, they were just unstoppable in game 1 and 2. Tyrese Maxey pretty much played how I Okay. I think when they drafted him, I was like, this guy could be the next Iverson. And that's how he played in game one and two. And it's just just too much for the Raptors. And then losing Scotty Barnes, who was arguably the rookie of the year, didn't do them any favors. So that really hurt them in game two. Game three, with OG and Anubi and Van Vleet, and with, just without Scotty Barnes. They had a double-digit lead, but yet the Sixers came back. I knew once the Sixers got at the single digits in the fourth quarter, I knew the Raptors were in trouble. But yet still the Raptors looked like they were going to hold on until they didn't. They went to overtime, I believe. And then that's when Joel Embiid, two seconds, he hit that turnaround three like he was LeBron James. And, boy, I went crazy. You thought I went crazy. I can't imagine these Sixers fans. They probably lost their minds. But this series is over, man. Okay, Toronto might win game four. Oh, and James Harden just doing his usual. He was okay in the first two games. But he's he's pretty solid in game three. When the Sixers won the first two games, I was like, I want to see what happens when the series shifts to Toronto. Are they going to do the same thing? Or is Toronto going to make adjustments and make it harder on Maxi and all these guys? And they did. And even Danny Green hit a big three. Shout out to him. I think this series is over. If the Sixers don't win game four, they will for sure win game five. I don't care if Scottie Barnes comes back or not. It is a wrap. I knew the Sixers were a better team. I don't know what all these people were talking about that the Raptors were going to win just because they've been a great second-half team and um, and we're the fifth seed. No, 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 no. The Sixers are the better team. It's a wrap. It's over. It's over. And let's move on, and we're probably going to see hopefully the Sixers-Hawks rematch. But objectively i'm gonna have to say from what i've seen it's gonna be heat versus sixers unfortunately now this is a scary matchup for the for the heat because i don't think they have anyone to guard and beat but we'll see i could be wrong that's that's a tobias harris series um that's tobias harris series right there he would have to be key in that series Moving on to the next matchup, Bucks and Bulls. Like, what? It's 1 1. I did not see that coming. But to be fair, man, the Bucks jumped out on the Bulls in game one. And then the Bulls made it a close game. And if I'm not mistaken, they grabbed the lead or tied the game late in the fourth quarter, game one. But the Bucks pulled it out. And then in game two, Middleton gets hurt. And the Bulls. Jump out on the Bucs. Now, the Bucs did come back, just like the Bulls did. And it was a close game. It was a very entertaining game. But the Rosen turned into the Jordan. It had 41 points. And pretty much the game-sealing layup at the end. I think it was over, Giannis. No, wait. No, wait. No, he had the game-sealing layup at the end. And it was just a great exclamation point. Like, he could have dribbled it out and got fouled. But he hit that layup and sealed the game. It was perfect. And now they're 1-1 going to Chicago. And Middleton has just been announced that he's out two weeks. He's out two weeks. He's done for this series. And he might come back late. I was going to say in the midnight hour, but no, no, no. Late. In the series, late in the next series. So I'm guessing, let's just assume, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk about that series two, Um wh- whoever they would play. It, it'd be between the Nets and the Celtics. Um, let's assume that the Celtics win the series. I'm still not so sure about that. That means he'd come back when the series shift to Milwaukee. I assume. I assume. I don't know, man. I think this is going to be a tough series. I don't think the Bulls are going to go away, especially without Middleton. But at the end of the day, the Milwaukee Bucks have a man named Giannis Atanacumpo. And your favorite team can't stop him. I mean, he had 50 in the closeout game of the NBA Finals. You cannot stop this guy at the end of the day. Even this year against the Nets, you saw that closeout he had the two free throws he hit to ice the Nets. Oh, my God. Man, this guy is for real. And I wouldn't underestimate veterans like Holiday and Matthews. Um, Who else? I mean, you got scrappy people like Grayson Allen and Javon Carter. Javon Carter. <laughs> who am I kidding? Come on. He's, a, he's defense only. But Brook Lopez is back. Like, let's not sleep on these guys. But still, I think it's going to end in six just because they have Giannis. But, man, it just got a little bit tougher for them. Now. now, the Celtics in the Nets, I knew from the beginning, just watching, because I only got to watch the first half of game one, I just knew it was going to be an instant classic. And it was. From the first quarter, from the first few minutes of the first quarter, I was like, this is going to be one of them games that they're going to be talking about for years. Because every time the Celtics made a run, the Nets made a run right back. And they just kept going back and forth. And at halftime, it was either tied or a three-point game, something like that. It was really close. And then, sure enough, at the end, it's a one-point game, and Jason Tatum hits that Spinarama layup. Like, I was hearing about it on the radio because I was doing lift. But, man, this guy. But actually seeing it, it's even more amazing. He was off balance when he spun and hit that layup. And I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. How did he do that? And, And just like everybody else, I'm just shocked at how good Boston is defensively. I knew they were good, but I didn't think they were that good. I just... I haven't seen KD this rattled since the Memphis series back when I was like a senior in undergrad. It was like 2014. Remember when he didn't have Westbrook? It kind of looked like that. You know what I'm saying? They were really on KD. They were I don't know because Boston was doing a lot of grabbing, grabbing and holding KD when he come off screens. And when he try to get to a spot, they do a lot of grabbing and holding. That's the thing, though. But they definitely harassed him and made things hard. And that's all you can do. He still gonna get twenty something. I mean, Kyrie had a classic game in Game One. Uh, game Two, it was the opposite. I got to see the fourth quarter. I didn't really get to see the first half. And Boston just—they just sent. Bo- they just sent. Boston just sent the Nets to the upper room. Like they just went to another level, and they just they sent the Nets to the pearly gates. There's nothing you can do when the Celtics just turn up like that at home in front of their fans. Even Peyton Pritchard was cooking. There's nothing you could do. You can't stop Jason Tatum. Like He's just at the point now. He's at his peak. You're not going to stop him, but you have to stop everybody else. Well, the series shift back to Brooklyn, and I expect them to respond just like the Hawks. I expect this series to get even, and then we'll see where go from there. I'm still holding on to Celtics in seven. I'm still holding on to No, not Celtics in seven. I'm still holding on to Nets in seven. I'm still holding on to Nets in seven, but, man, this ain't looking good. And front and and it looks like the Celtics are a better overall team, even though the Nets have the best two players. Now the X factor in this is Ben Simmons. Will he come back, and what role will he have? That's what we got to find out. But I'm very entertained by this series. Boston is playing really well, and the Nets I expect them to respond because they're just they have too much talent to not respond. Just saying. Now the West uh, Suns and Pelicans I'm shocked That is 1-1 I thought You know The Suns Were going to easily Be up 2-0 And that the Pelicans Would maybe get a game At home And now this series Got more interesting Because Devin Booker Is out He's just like Middleton He's out for a few weeks And probably Out this series And a little bit Of the next series So So What's going to have to happen is, you know... What am I trying to say? Listen, the Suns have played significant time without Chris Paul and Devin Booker, but still, they won a lot of games. So, at the end of the day, this series will go six at best. But the Suns are the better team, and they have Chris Paul. You know... They just, the role players have played great all season. And I don't expect anything less. I know McCollum and Ingram, they just, they're going to have to play out of their minds to make this a seven game series. That's their best chance of winning, making this maybe a seven game series or even taking two in New Orleans. They take two in New Orleans, the Suns might be in trouble. But we'll see, man. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I am didn't expect this to be 1-1, but the Pelicans just, they've been doing it the entire postseason. They just, what they did against the Clippers, how they withstood that run, and then they came back after game one against the Suns and, and had a nice counterpunch to that. I mean, you can't, can't knock them for that. You know what I'm saying? They fighting. You got to love it. Uh, 4-5. That's the Jazz and the Mavericks. They can't stop Jalen Brunson. Luka hasn't played yet, and yet it's 2-1 Mavericks, and they could have won game one. If it wasn't for Donovan Mitchell having an amazing second half, this might be 3-0 Dallas. And I'm like, wow, just imagine if Luka was playing. Wow. It just looked like Dallas the a better team, and I'm kind of shocked because you know, the Jazz, the cohesion they have, and Donovan Mitchell being an all-star, Rudy Gobert kind of being a fringe all-star, and them having Bogdanovich as well, Conley, like they got a pretty good team of, of veterans with two all-stars, and They just just haven't played well. Like, they just haven't played well yet, collectively. I'm just shocked. Uh, I I mean, I I thought the Jazz, I mean, without Luka, I thought they'd at least be up 2-1. Nah, man, like, it's 2-1 Mavs, and it could have been 3-0. And Luka's going to come back because... I don't know how bad the calf strain is. It must be bad because I had a calf strain, and I was back within a week. So his calf strain must be worse. So it must be a little bit worse than mine. And that thing, man, I'm telling you, you have a calf strain, you can't move. Like, you, you can't. It's just like a hamstring as well. Like, you can't really accelerate. You can't really run like you want to. You can play on it kind of. But you can't, you're not going to be as effective. And that's what Luka is going through right now. Um just got to hold the fort down until he gets back. I think the Mavericks they're going to take this series. They they just they're just hard. They just they've been a better team so far. And we just hopefully we get Suns and Mavericks with Luka and Booker back. But um, we'll see, man. Jalen Brunson is putting on a show. This is looking like Villanova Jalen Brunson. And we've been getting that so far. It's a wrap for the Jazz, bro. Like, it's over. <laughs> man, go ahead, bro. Uh, the 3-6. Oh, Warriors and Nuggets is 3-0 Warriors. It's too easy, man. They... They absolutely destroyed the Nuggets at home um first two games. Jokic was ineffective. Well, he was inefficient in game two and he got thrown out. It's just the Warriors are just turning back the clock a little bit. They're making all their threes. They got Steph Curry back, even though he's not playing his normal minutes. Jordan Poole is averaging like 25 a game in this series. I didn't think he'd do anything on the road, Poole. I thought they would, he would come back down to earth. But he scored 26 in game three on the road. And, you know, in game three, the Nuggets put up more of a fight and even had a fourth-quarter lead. But then the Warriors, sharpshooting too much. Too much Poole, too much Curry. And even with Draymond Hurt, the Warriors is just too much. Everyone knows Jokic don't have the help. He don't have Jamal Murray. On defense, that doesn't matter. He don't play defense. You don't have Michael Porter Jr. He sometimes plays defense. So defense, it don't matter without those two. But on offense, you definitely need those guys. I mean, I just wonder where Monte Morris is. Where's Bones Holland? Like, and um, Will Barton. Like, like these guys, you figure they show up. It's just been the Jokic and Aaron Gordon show. Aaron Gordon turning back the clock. Speaking of turning back the clock, this guy, this guy is balling out. But it doesn't matter. Warriors up 3-0. I don't think they're going to sweep. That would be a shame that Jokic would be the first MVP to get swept in the first round. Damn. This is almost as bad as Dirk back in uh, 2007 when he won the MVP, and then they lost to the eighth-seeded Warriors. Boy, I was sick. Oh, no. They canceled my flag football pickup. Damn. Wow. Wow. What in the world? Um, Let me no. Let me sign up real quick. Look at me. Look at me signing up for a flag football in the middle of NBA playoff talk. I mean, that that's see how easily I got distracted. See how easily I got distracted. That's how much of a joke this Nuggets and Warriors series is. It's not even competitive. Like, come on. They tried in game three, but it just wasn't enough. This is a five game series at best. And it's just a shame. Hopefully, the Nuggets turn the corner at some point because you're wasting Nikola Jokic prime. And he might win MVP, but everyone thinks it should be Embiid. I think so as well, but we'll see. Uh, Let's see. What in the world? Signing up, signing up, signing up. There we go. Yep, there it is. Zero. Bingo. Anyway, as I was saying... Oh, and now for, for the last series, the main event, the Grizzlies and the, and the Wolves. I think I talked about game one already. It was very entertaining, and um, I might have talked about game one, but T-Wolves punched them in the mouth, made the Grizzlies wake up, and the Grizzlies just did their thing in game two and annihilated Timberwolves. Game three. Oh, by the way, they need to put Grizzlies and Wolves on Christmas. We got to see this. We this has to be a Christmas matchup. That would be very entertaining. It has to happen. Anyway, game 3. Um Yeah, game 3 was very entertaining. I got home in time to watch that. Um I guess most of it and it's just the Timberwolves, they was just locking stuff down. Every time the guards went to the rim, the Memphis guards, they got stripped. They got blocked. They got locked down. And the Timberwolves were running out to transition threes and dunks. Um, I, I, evidently, they don't call it traveling because I saw so many travels in this game. It was ridiculous. <sighs> Man. Memphis got down 26. They got down 20 two different times. Now, the first time they got down 20, they came back with a 17-0 run before the half. So I was like, okay, they went into halftime. And, you know, they cut it to single digits. I was like, all right, Grizzlies got this now. They come out ice cold in the second half, and the next thing you know, they're down 20-something again. And the Timberwolves is having a good old time. Call Anthony Towns on the bench mostly Because he's in foul trouble He's getting some silly fouls And then Memphis Once again comes back Memphis hits one or two threes And John McGrath is just going to the rim Aggressively The entire time Now he got some BS calls too Because he would trip and fall And, get, and draw a foul I'm like come on This cannot be the NBA You gotta be kidding me but then, so these guys went on a 17 nothing run to end the first half. In the fourth quarter, they go on a 21 nothing run, and it was just a joy to watch. Just John Morant going to the rim, Clark getting his buckets and offensive rebounds, um, Bain hitting threes, Tyus Jones hitting threes. He hit the three to, take, to put them in the lead. And I'm just like, the Timberwolves basically looked like Memphis in the start of the third quarter. They couldn't buy a shot. Patrick Beverly couldn't make nothing. He had two wide-open threes and ain't didn't make nothing. Once again, call Anthony Towns on the bench because he can't stay out of foul trouble. I don't know if that's him or the refs. The refs were shaky, but at the end of the day, it just can't happen. And then... John Morant with the signature block at the end. Oh, and Dylan Brooks with that shot over Cat, Carl Anthony Towns. I can't believe he made that. Because if you look at his form, his shooting hand was straight up in the air. Like, it wasn't, he didn't have the wrist flick or anything. That joint went nothing but net. And they went up 10. I'm like, bro, this team is, oh my God. I see why this team is so good. This team is confident. And they just poised. I see why they won so many games. And John Morant with that block at the end, he was like, Gimme that shit. <laughs> I was like, that's what I'm talking about. I'm telling you, I spent like five minutes laughing at that uh at that uh video of him blocking blocking um I think it was it wasn't Anthony Edwards. It was a. Uh, Oh my god it was Beasley blocking Beasley's shot and saying give me that shit <laughs> I was laughing and while I was laughing at that, I I I'm happened to look up on TV and TNT puts my tweet on the board. I was like what the that's me I was like wait, what And I'm telling you while I'm trying to tweet that I was on TNT instantly. Get five tweets. I instantly get five tweets and a DM saying I was on TNT. I was like, yeah, I know. What the, What in the world? And then I tweet, I was on TNT. And I, st- people still reacting to it. I'm getting Instagram DMs. Oh, you were on TNT. Even my mom know I was on TNT. Damn! And I just tweeted something simple. I was like... The Timberwolves in the fourth quarter disappeared. I was paraphrasing, but I posted a gif of, you know, the kid that did the peace sign and fade. I, I posted that gif because it's a classic. I posted it so many times. My most viral tweets are me posting gifs that I've posted a thousand times. <laughs> That's, Twitter is hilarious, man. And yet some of my better tweets go ignored it, Twitter's weird, man. Twitter weird. The world is weird. Humanity is weird. But whatever, man. The point is, I enjoy this series. And then the TNT thing, it just puts the bow on top. <laughs> and that was it was pretty cool, man. It was pretty cool. I wasn't expecting that because I hashtagged NBA playoffs. I thought TNT only showed tweets that at them. I guess not, man. Shout out to TNT social media team. They like that. (laughs) Man, I spent a lot of time on the NBA playoffs. So I guess let me zip through everything else. Maybe or maybe not. The Caps. Are they all cap? I don't know. Like, they're playing really well. Does this count as part of the cap cycle? I don't know because they're clearly not going to win the division. That belongs to Carolina or the Rangers. Clearly not going to win the division. But once again, they're playing well late in the season like they always do. They're healthy. And they beat the Colorado Avalanche, the best team in the league. And not only did they beat them, they beat them in Colorado. That's got to be one of the best wins of the season. It's got to be. Now, they follow that up by losing a close game at Vegas, but OV scored two goals, so it's okay, and he got his 50th. He has, he's the third person in NHL history to have 950-goal season. Damn! Man, what? We are watching greatness. You got to appreciate when you're watching greatness. Just amazing. And you gotta respect the bird hockey edition with my man uh Kunetsov. But at the end of the day, the downfall is you know, we got mediocre goaltending. And that's gonna be the downfall. At the end of the day, it's a shame. But we still have a lot to play for. Uh we got Arizona. We got Arizona coming up. Uh I think that's tonight. Gotta beat them. Because we're two points behind Pittsburgh for third place in the division. And you know with the playoff thing, with how the playoffs is set up. If you're third place in your division, you get to play the second place team in your division. Now, I know playing the Rangers doesn't sound too appealing because they got a really good goaltender. But this, this is going to be the playoffs. This is going to be different. We don't know if that hot goalie is gonna carry over to the playoffs. And nothing would make me happier than beating the Rangers in the first round. It gotta be payback. I think it was 2012, 2013 they beat us in the playoffs when we had a 3-1 lead. And we had the lead in the closeout game five. I want revenge for that and this is our chance. So hopefully the Caps take care of business Grab that last spot, send Pittsburgh to the wild card. They just beat Boston 4-0, by the way, which blows me. But send them to the wild card. Let them deal with Carolina or Florida, and let us go against the Rangers. We're going to take Madison Square Garden over like we're Trey Young. Easy money. Now, what in the world? Is going on with DC United? They didn't fire their coach. What is going on over there, man? Because the last time I talked about them, they had just beaten Charlotte, the expansion team, and I was celebrating that. I was like, "Okay, we off to a good start." Then we beat last year's expansion team, Cincinnati. So I was like, "Okay, we're doing okay." Then the wall. Then they hit the wall. And man, oh man, I never imagined, I never would have imagined that the hammer would come down like this. Lose to Chicago, lose to Toronto, lose to Atlanta at home, by the way. Um, Lose to Austin, another expansion team. So I'm like, man, all of a sudden, we're in last. The New York City game got postponed against the defending champs. And thank God, because the way they pounded us last year, I ain't trying to see them. I, I never would have imagined, because this guy, um, what is his name? Hernan Lozada is in his second year. And we went to the playoffs last year. Well, almost went to the playoffs last year. It's some, something must be deeper there must be a deeper issue that the players must have requested this or something. Something must be really going on to just jump ship this fast. Cause that's crazy. He's in his second year. So we went through a losing streak. The season lasts until October. What are we doing? I don't know what they are doing over there, man. I just know that when I go to Columbus next week, I'm assuming I'm going to Columbus next week. Even if I'm not, I'm going to post up and watch the game somewhere. Um, Most likely, I'm going to Columbus to watch this game. I plan to, but they need to win that game, man. At least least win that one, please. Because this is ridiculous. I don't know what they're doing, but they better get it together or this season will be a forgettable one and no one's going to these damn games. If you're going to keep losing like this, unless, unless, unless it's just a nice Saturday night and people don't have stuff to do. That's possible, too. Uh, We'll see, though. Uh, But they need to get it together. I don't know what they're doing. Them firing their coach just is a big eyebrow raise and they just trying to they're pretty much living up to. My assessment of them them being pretty much nothing without Wayne Rooney. Which is a shame. Because this is a storied franchise with four MLS titles. Need to quit playing, dog. Need to quit playing and get it together. Or this is gonna be a lost season. Let me let me get that water. Let me get that water. Because they, they about to get this work. They about to get this work. Not 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 D C United, but You guys. (laughs) Okay, real quick, real quick, some quick takes. It might be quick. It might not. OU Women's Gymnastics won another national title. Thank God, because I was tired of them coming up short. You know, um, they came up short against Michigan last year. One year, it was Utah that beat us. One year, it was, I think it was UCLA. And I'm just like, can we quit playing with these guys, please? and they showed up man they they did their thing it wasn't the strongest OU gymnastics team but this has been a really good program this has been a blessed program even when I was there they were winning a lot they just couldn't beat Florida once they got past Florida that's when the titles start rolling At but they beat Utah and Florida their nemesis and they got another title congrats to them uh haven't really watched them all year I I mean, my friend Ben would send me some stuff. Uh, He was also a person that tweeted me about the TNT thing. But yeah, uh, I I love it. And and every now and then, somebody on their team gets a perfect 10. And shout out to KJ Kendler, man. She is amazing. And she needs a statue because she's just incredible. Just, oh my God. Oh my God. Just her, her and um her and Patty Gasso are legends. And honestly, y'all need to build a joint statue. Cause them two together, oh my god, they are legends. And they have built two dominant programs. And speaking of Patty Gasso, the Sooners. The Sooners are 39 and one and won. They lost. They lost to Texas. Out of all the teams to lose to, they lose to Texas. But it's okay. Like I've been saying the entire year, none of this matters unless they win the title. That's all that matters. As long as they bring home another Women's College World Series title, none of this stuff matters. All that stuff, losing to Texas, fine. Let them have it. They had their little fun. It's fine. I had no idea that Texas hadn't beaten us in eight years. I can't believe it. Really? Now, I will say no, because I, I was in school when this happened, by the way, because I didn't go to that game, though. I didn't. I saw that game on TV. I went to the next two games. And we spanked them. So, you know, I saw the start of that eight-year streak. But, yeah, I was there when they lost. And um, also in 2012, they beat us. I was at that game. And then we didn't lose another game after that. Something like that. Yeah, we, we I think we lost one game after that. We lost to Kansas. No, two. We lost to Kansas, and we lost a game. No, we didn't lose in the Women's College World Series. We lost to Kansas, which I don't get. But anyway, we lost to Texas two times in 10 years. That is incredible. Right? No, it's less than five. The number is less than five, and it all happened while I was in school. We hadn't lost to them since I had been out of school until last weekend. Unbelievable. Amazing domination of your rival's. See what I mean? When when you're like that, when you're the best version of yourself, you, there is no competition. You're going to demolish your rivals. When you're truly dominant, your rivals have no chance. And that is Oklahoma softball. They are GOAT level. I'm going to just say that right now. They are, they personify GOAT level. The GOAT level brand, the GOAT level spirit. So does women's gymnastics. All right, now let's get to uh no hypothetical. Um let me I finally got a chance to look at some secure Austin and Christian Williams hotline. Now let's start with this. Let's send our thoughts and prayers to Kristen Williams. She uh, suffered a season ending injury and will not be able to play this year. I am devastated. I wanted to see what she did was going to do in our rotation. I wanted to see if she was even going to be in the rotation. And she gets hurt. Hopefully we keep her around. Hopefully next year she comes back and contribute. Now, what I stumbled upon in my study of Kristen Williams is this past year, she came back from an elbow injury. So Kristen Williams have been dealing with injuries for a while, and I just feel so bad for her. She worked so hard to overcome that injury and then came back this year and was doing, she did okay. I mean, yeah. they. I mean, her and page was dealing with injuries, and yet they still made it to championship. But what I saw from her is, you know, she got the 13 on, she's left-handed. The first thing I thought of was James Harden. But she don't have handles like James Harden. You can throw that out the window now. But, you know, she got a pretty good three-point shot. I like how she attacks the rim. Got a pretty high basketball IQ. I love the way she comes out of, off the of screens and stuff. She's, just, she's a pretty solid two-guard. And, you know, you, like I said, at her absolute peak, she can be like a James Harden type. On our team. And if that happens, oh, it's over. It is a wrap. Because just imagine her coupled with Shakira Austin, who, from what I was seeing, I thought she was a stretch four. No, she is a forward center type. She's basically like Demarcus Cousins because she has a great post game, she's great at rebounding. She has long arms. She's the same height as Deladon, but she's slightly bigger. She's slightly bigger and has longer arms. Uh, oh, and breaking news, the Hornets have fired James Borrego, their coach. I told you something had to change because there's no way, no how you go from 10th place in the playing game and get blown out of the playing game to 10th place in the playing game and get blown out of the playoff get play in game. They didn't change. Something had to something had to happen and that's what happened. Probably more changes are coming. Anyway, back to Shakira Austin. Um so I looked at the roster. She's the tallest person on our team next to Deladon. But Deladon is more like KD. She's a three or a four type. And, you know, she don't really play in the post like Shakira Austin. Shakira Austin, you know, definitely has all the poorest post moves. You know, got a nice little baby hook, got a nice little mid-range jumper. The only reason she's not really DeMarcus Cousins, she's more like DeMarcus Cousins slash Carl Malone. You know what I'm saying? Like, kind of like that. So I like her game. She definitely could be, if she expands out to the three-point line, she could basically be what we got from Tina Charles. So I was devastated when we lost Tina Charles. Because I was like, boy, we get Tina Charles and Della Dom. We ain't gonna be stopped. We got somebody that can be kind of like a Tina Charles. So she can involve evolve into that. And she could provide a little bit of shot blocking at the rim. I don't know how she's going to guard people like uh, Brittany Griner if she comes back or uh, Liz Cambage or any of those, you know, elite bigs. I don't know how she's going to guard them, but she'll figure it out. She's young. She's young. She's going to get bigger. She got long arms. And, you know, what I'm saying I'm excited to see what she's going to do. For real. But the Mystics, you know, the season starts very soon. Uh, We'll see what happens. See what happens. Not having Tina Charles suck, but we got most of our core still. We got Ariel Atkins. We got Misha Hines-Allen. Hopefully a healthy Deladon. And we'll see where Shakira Austin fits into that. I hope she's the starting center. But, you know, looking at the team, I don't see why not. I don't see why not. You know, we'll see, man. Um maybe that's why they chose her over Ryan Howard and Elisa Smith. Because I think we need a center more than anything. And she can fill that role. So I, I kinda get it now looking at their roster. All right. So last thing, the USFL. I guess it's it's been good so far, I guess. I've barely been able to watch it. I watched a little bit of Michigan and um Michigan and Houston. That was a crazy game because Houston it took a 17 to 3 lead and Shea Patterson got benched. Or maybe he was hurt. I don't know. He came back in the game. Um the only reason the only reason that Michigan lost this game, because they completely dominated the second half, is the dumb turnovers. The fumbles. One of their fumbles got taken back for a touchdown. Like, Houston wasn't even that good offensively themselves. They had no points in the second half. And the one touchdown they had, their quarterback had to throw it over triple coverage to the corner of the end zone. It was basically a miracle throw. That shit should have been picked off. That's the only way they scored. Michigan should have won that game. But Shea Patterson once again fumbles. And then... I think they had a penalty to drive them back further. This is the last drive, and they were driving in, and it was going smoothly until disaster happened. They get in the third and 26. Third and 26, less than a minute to go, your chances aren't pretty good. Down five, your chances aren't good. And they actually, on fourth and long, completed the pass, kind of. The guy caught the ball in the corner of the end zone, but this is the pros, You need two feet down. Whether it's semi-pro, kind of higher than semi-pro like USFL and XFL, or the NFL. You need two feet down. He had one foot. Would have been amazing if it was college, but no. So that's encouraging for Michigan, that they had a great second half, dominated the line of scrimmage, was able to run Shea Patterson's dual threat ability, will give them chances to win um, later in the season. Uh, yeah, uh, Michigan isn't bad. You, of course, you had that thing with Davion Smith getting cut over pizza. They say it's a respect thing, but Davion Smith tweeted and was like he was never disrespectful. It's a lot of drama with the Pittsburgh uh, Maulers. It just looks like they look like a team that's not going anywhere. So I, I say that now, but... I mean, they lost 17-3 to to Tampa Bay. They had the most lopsided loss of the weekend. All the other games were one score. They had the only game where they lost by 14. I tried to watch the Birmingham-New Jersey game. I think it was last night or the night before, and I just couldn't stay awake. I was too tired. But something I did see, my crush and... Football Referee cl- Camp clinician Lachelle Nelson Was reffing that game Now When I saw a woman When I saw a woman reffing one of these games I think it was Michigan I think it was the Michigan game I was like I saw a You know what I'm saying I saw a nice looking black woman um, Reffing the game I was like I wonder if that's Lachelle And then I happened to look, up, but I was like, she's a line judge. Lachelle is, Lachelle is a field judge, a side judge. She's a deep wing. But I, I guess that wasn't Lachelle. Now, good for the USFL. They're doing like the XFL, and they're, they're including a woman in every referee crew. That's pretty cool. But I saw Lachelle in the New Jersey-Birmingham game, and that was the initial game. And I was like, that's pretty cool. I was like, okay, okay. I won't be surprised if Lachelle ends up in the NFL. Remember that name now, Lachelle Nelson. She might be in the NFL reffing one day. She's already in the USFL. Like, so we'll see. And I also want to thank her because she gave me some really good criticism. Now, she also led a talk talking about mentors and how important that is yeah now i don't i don't think i'm gonna have a mentor because i'm not s- social enough but i would love for her to be my mentor not because i simp over her and she's fine but because she really gave me some good advice for a referee she put it in detail and i see that she's going to be great and it's cool to see her in the usfl it, it really is and i'm gonna be looking out for her this season hopefully i get to catch some more of these usfl games i'm not gonna lie the quality of football isn't that great but these games are pretty competitive so you know i'm I'm looking forward to seeing how this goes and hopefully they can finish the season unlike xfl and aaf all right man well that's the end of the episode you already know goat for everything goat level Hopefully I get this blog started soon and quit playing with (laughs) y'all. So you already know, man, that I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Goat Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.